Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superboy number 128, cover date April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Twilight World of No Return, written by Jerry Siegel, art by George Papp and Al Plastino. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! having distorted dreams in which Krypton did not explode. Kal-El's neighbor Devem, a.k.a. the knave of Krypton, is annoyed that Kal and his father turn him in for his destructive pranks. Devem gets even by turning Kal-El evil and helping him with acts of vandalism. The two boys travel to Earth to escape the Kryptonite kid, who is a lawman. The delinquents discover they now possess superpowers, but the Kryptonite kid changes himself into gold Kryptonite and removes those powers permanently. To get even, Devem turns him evil as well. Confused? Don't worry, us too. We'll be right back after this message. (sighs) I'd marry Jim if it wasn't for those filthy blackheads of his. I'll ask Bob to talk to him right away. Why don't you try Vacutex for those blackheads, Jim? It certainly helped me. Thanks, Bob. It sounds worth trying. Later... Jim, darling, how nice and clean you look. You can thank Vacutex for that, honey. (laughs) Amazing new scientific method. If you have blackheads, you know how embarrassing they are, how they clog your pores, mar your appearance, and invite criticism. Now you can solve the problem of eliminating blackheads forever with this amazing new Vacutex invention. It extracts filthy blackheads in seconds, painlessly, without injuring or squeezing the skin. Vacutex creates a gentle vacuum around the blackhead, cleans out hard-to-reach places in a jiffy. Germ-laden fingers never touch the skin. Simply place the direction finder over the blackhead, draw back the extractor, and it's out. Release the extractor, and the blackhead is ejected. Vacutex does it all. Don't risk infection with old-fashioned methods. Order today. Ten-day trial offer. Don't wait until embarrassing criticism makes you act. Don't risk losing out on popularity and success because of ugly, dirt-clogged pores. Act now. Enjoy the thrill of having clean skin, free of pore-clogging, embarrassing blackheads. Try Vacutex for ten days. We guarantee it to do all we claim. If you are not completely satisfied, your one dollar will be immediately refunded. Rush Coupon. Send no money to Balco Products Company, Department 9402, 19 West 44th Street, New York, 18 New York.
steal a space car and make trouble for Superboy. That sounds great, Kryptonite Kid. Let's do it right away. Good riddance, Superboy. We're punishing you like a criminal from Krypton. From now on, you and your pooch Crypto have a new permanent address. The, the Phantom, Phantom Zone. Zone. Oh, I should have said poiminent. 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 Well, okay. Uh, hey. Hey. Look at this. It's Superboy number 128. Featuring a book-length bombshell. It certainly is a book-length bombshell. See what happens with the kryptonite kid and the knave from Krypton. Sentence Superboy to the twilight world of no return. (laughs) And wait till you see the surprise Dev M has for Superboy's parents. (laughs) Surprises in quotes. Did I get that across? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Am I keeping you awake? Mm, No, sorry. Hey, so guess what? What? This, um, so looking at the cover, by the yeah. way, mm-hmm. um, Dev L is what is his name? Dev M. Dev M. Dev L will be devil. Um, Dev M has an incredibly long torso. Yeah. He's taller than, uh, well, he's, he might be standing, I don't know if he's standing closer to us, but, but he's taller than the kryptonite kid. Right. And because his, his head is higher, right? Right. Yet his waist is longer and his, the center of his body is is lower. Well, he's a juvenile delinquent. That's what happens. <laughs> Bless Excuse you. Me. Thank you. Uh, when you commit uh, minor crimes, mm-hmm. your torso grows. That's a scientific fact. <laughs> That's a scientific fact. Uh, splash page. Superboy, the adventures of Superman when he was a boy, which you recently learned, didn't you? I did, didn't I? Mm-hmm. The last time we covered Superboy. Uh, what's going on on the splash page? A rocket ship is taking off from Krypton with Dev M and the Kryptonite Kid. Jor-El is firing them into space mm-hmm. uh, as he announces that he himself is blowing up the planet Krypton. And Superboy and Crypto are watching helplessly from the Phantom Zone. Yes. Unable to do anything to stop him. Now, is this the first reference to the Phantom Zone or has it been referred oh, to? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Phantom Zone, as you probably recall from Superman, the motion picture. Yes, they get uh, trapped into a... Um, it's where criminals go, and they get trapped in t- behind a pane of glass. And they spin around well, forever. Well, in the movie, yes. It's, there's no pane of glass involved in the comics. It's just a different dimension where the phantoms can observe everything happening in the world. But they can't do anything about it? They can't do anything about it. And they can't interact with it? Well, I seem to recall that they did have some ability to exert some kind of telepathic control over people sometimes i don't know if that's all the time or if that was just a couple of stories where does richard Pryor go uh richard Pryor is not involved in the phantom zone okay um phantom zone was a long-standing convention in superman comics okay because the part from the superman movie where the criminals were in the phantom zone when krypton exploded mm-hmm. that's true by true i mean they were trapped by there. the comics. Yes. yes. Um, also, Monel, mm-hmm. whom you'll remember from the Supergirl television show. Mm-hmm. Well, in the comics, he's uh, allergic to lead, and so Superboy puts him into the Phantom Zone for his protection, where he stays for a thousand years and then comes out in the thirtieth century. Wow. Yeah, because I, I guess Superboy didn't find a cure for for the lead allergy. For a thousand years. Wow. Sorry, Monel. Did he forget about him? Um, unclear. Okay. He forgot about B Boy. If you remember the last Superboy issue we covered, poor B Boy was trapped in the form of a half B. And Superboy <laughs> said, I'll be back soon to, with a cure. And then he never, never came back. No. Nope. No. One day, as Superboy 
is finishing his patrol of Smallville, he comes upon a couple guys throwing mud pies. Mud, yeah. Mud pies at, at a statue super, of Superboy. Superboy, yeah. Buddy, if I came upon children defacing a statue of me, there'd be some ass whooping <laughs> happening. Luckily, Crypto's there. Uh huh. Crypto just does a flyby, and the kids are dunked in the mud. Right. <laughs> uh, Crypto, as you know, is Superboy's faithful dog. Is he from Krypton? He is from Krypton. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a test subject for early rocket experiments by Superboy's father, who was building a rocket so that they could escape from Krypton. Right. And so he sent Crypto the puppy into space and the rocket malfunctioned. And so it just flew off into space and then years later landed on earth. Luckily enough, because he happened to be Superboy's childhood pet dog. Was crypto in some form of suspended animation in the craft? I mean, uh, unclear. I don't know. I don't think so. Why? Are you worried about lifespan? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a story in the 70s. And like who, 70s. Cleaned, up, who cleaned up this, this spaceship? Right. Well. Crypto's a dog. Right. Um, there's a story from the 70s of a Jimmy Olsen comic, I believe, where they do address Crypto's age. And in fact, Crypto is going senile. And then he finds a magic fountain of youth or something. It's all as well. Wow. Uh, I'm not too worried about. That's hardcore. I mean, frankly, how do any of these people go to the bathroom in their costumes? Mm. Um, also, I bet you didn't know that there's a secret tunnel leading into the Kent's home's basement, I did, did you? not. Oh, yes. Superboy has a secret tunnel. Uh, because... And on page two, we see our first problem. Oh, where? Lower left-hand panel, Crypto is going to bed with his cape on. Right. So, uh, Superboy is going to bed. In pajamas, Crypto is going to bed in his cape. Mm-hmm. We always take our dog's collars off completely at night. We do. Because they jingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Crypto doesn't have that problem. I guess not. Now, we also had a discussion in the car the other day, as you recall. Do you think Superboy wears his costume under his pajamas? Absolutely not. Really? I do not. What if there's an emergency in the night? He's going to get tangled up in his cape. Well, it's under his pajamas. It's Did tucked nope. in... No one can sleep. It's in the... No. Mm-hmm. You try putting on a suit, even a Lycra suit. Well, you don't have a Lycra suit. But try <laughs> putting on T-shirt and shorts yeah. and socks. Yes. And then put on pajamas on top of that. Okay. And see if you like See that. if I won't. <laughs> There's only one kind of suit I sleep in, ladies. My birthday suit. Okay, so uh, just for our listeners, uh-huh. I do not believe that he sleeps in his costume. Well, I'm going to dig up some evidence that, in fact, as an adult, at least, he does sleep in his costume with pajamas over. Nope. I'm going to dig it up. Nope. I will show you. Never happened. (laughs) Fake news. Well, agree to disagree. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate that saying. Dropping off to sleep, Superboy starts dreaming of Krypton. And not just any old Krypton. But a Krypton which he was never rocketed away from. No. And apparently he says things like, me not want to go to another world, mommy. Wah. Well, that's translated from the Kryptonese, of okay. course. Uh, they do have bad grammar for baby talk on Krypton as well. Uh, in Superboy's dream, at the last minute, Krypton s- stops exploding Somehow, and that's detected immediately by Jor-El, his father. Right. And Super Baby, now no longer Super because he's still he's on Kal-El. Krypton. Kal-El. is taken from the rocket by his mother, Lara. Mm-hmm. Is it Lara or Laura? Someone will tell us. Lara. It's and Lara. Lara. <laughs> <laughs> and then Superboy awakens. Then he awakens. What a strange dream. I think yeah. I'll go back to sleep and go right back into the same dream. <laughs> But I wish I could, don't you wish you could do that? Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could have dreams as descriptive, as vivid, and sequential as these are. Yes. But don't you just love when you're dreaming and then you wake up and then if you could just go right back and continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That never happens to me. Anyway, the neighbor kid, Dev M. He's the worst. 
<sighs> he's a bad influence. Mm-hmm. He's out in the yard. He's long-wasted there, too. Yep. I told you, it's the delinquency. Hmm. He is uh, out in the front yard playing anti-grav ball with kal which involves some kind of stick. Uh, they're now teens. They're basically the playing base, uh, basketball. Yeah. But they're not running around and doing anything. They're just basically holding their wands in the air. It's kind of like um, Harry Potter. <laughs> it's kind of like Harry Potter and basketball. You know, it's sort of like Quidditch, but without any dangerous. I mean, look, they're literally hoop. standing there and just waving the ball around. In the right. Air. And they're not very good because the basket's about, what, a foot in front of them? Yeah. Well, he's distracted. He's Def distracted M. by the policeman driving by. Yeah. And he's going to use his anti-grav wand. To make the police cycle spin, spin and spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a bad kid, though. That's not how he laughs. How does he laugh? Ha! <laughs> Did you see it there? Yes. Ha! <laughs> uh, so it's a scudo officer. I misspoke before. Yes, you did. Scudo officer. There is are the different kinds term. of officers in mm, this. There sure are. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kala doesn't think it's funny to play mean tricks no. on people. I don't think that's funny, Dev yeah. M. And so Dev M invites him to go along with him and some pals tonight for some more kicks. And he says, no thanks. I don't think it's funny to play mean tricks on people. I'll be busy tonight studying for the Memory Bank Scholarship Quiz. Whatever that is. The Memory Bank Scholarship Quiz. Yeah. What a cube. <laughs> Get it? Because on Earth we would say a square, but Krypton's more advanced. So they oh, call yeah. people cubes. I didn't get that. I just thought it was... Oh, I mean, that's my assumption. So the devilment that Dev M is up to is to go to the aerial Mm desmogger and to mm, alter its Reverse it so that it blows smog out onto the populace instead of sucking it up. And it's hap- it happens at night, so mm-hmm. I was amazed by how many people were out walking around, covering up their mouths, going, oh, the smog. Well, Krypton has an active nightlife. Um, I don't. You probably don't know, because Krypton's exploded. But they used to just... They called it the planet that never sleeps. <laughs> um, now, if you had the technology to build a giant floating... Would you have a function on it that actually blew the smog back? Like, Devin just flips a switch. Like De- a actually, player. he moves one of those giant uh, uh, contact caplets. Well, it's a switch. It's just By the way, big... it looks like contact cold medicine. It does. Or, or um, what, good and plenty? Good and, good and good, plenty? Or Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why would, why would you have that? I don't, he, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't know who it is until the kid takes off his mask and he realizes it's Dev M, the boy uh, next door. Why do I deplore the, the boy next door? door. Um, you know what Jorel has here in his lab? What? Alexa phone. He sure he does. He can track every movement that Dev M's making. <sighs> Luckily, Jorel has a remote device that can descramble the smog machine. So he do, he does that, but then he, he decides he's going to call <gasps> n- call a, the, the Wayward Youth Police Patrol. <laughs> they have a dedicated police force for wayward youths, which is a good idea. Well, you know, before you go to the story, yeah, let's just say I'm 20 years old, or uh-huh. you know, 22 years old, and I'm going to I want to join the police force. Yeah, and of course, I go to school to become a police officer. Mm-hmm. I get a choice of joining the Scooter, uh, wait, the Scooter Officers League. The Scooter Cycle. The Scooter Cycle Patrol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I can join the Wayward Youth Police Patrol. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I can just join the regular police. Well, I would go for the Wayward Youth Police Patrol because they have uh, flying ships, not Scootos. Mm -hmm. They also have great uniforms. They do with that cool little side cap. Berets, yeah, berets, beret, yeah. Uh, those white gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Tom of Finland. Uh, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I was French the guy. Legion, the, but, the mustached guy looks like somebody from Tom of Finland. Well, I guess you might a wayward youth police patrol might attract certain types. Hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> so when I was a young person, yes, Bob, in my small town of Columbus, Ohio, which was small at the time. Well, I lived I mean, it was in a... Grandview Heights, which was an exclusive suburb of okay. Columbus, Ohio. Well, it wasn't as exclusive as you make it sound. It was basically fly town. Right. Uh, but my younger sister, the police, did keep an active directory of wayward youths. <laughs> what did they call them? The bad kid list. <laughs> and she was on it. She and was. I don't have to worry about her ever listening to this because she never listens show to my me. podcast, which goes to show you if you're wayward as a youth, you're wayward as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no. I kid. She's doing very well. She and her boyfriend are in Nice, France right now. They are. They're sipping Prosecco on the seashore. Luckies. Um, so the wayward youth police patrol... <laughs> I love that so tries, much. Well, they do apprehend Dev M. Mm-hmm. Accuse him of sabotaging the D-Smogger. And Dev M says, <laughs> he's a filthy liar. <laughs> he's a dirty, rotten liar. I'm as innocent as a newborn babe. Luckily, the spectro analyzer shows that the cellular pattern of the saboteur's lingering vibros and your vibros are identical. Is that a sciencey thing? Well... I mean, I get what they're saying, that there's some kind of Evidence. residual energy. Yeah. I mean, I think at this level of technology, they could probably just get a DNA trace off of the smog, desmogger, right? I, well, I wouldn't think DNA. so. Yeah. But fine. Fibros, fine. I'll go with it. Okay. Uh, Dev M immediately apologizes, uh, says, thank you for letting me go. They let him off with a warning. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank Jorel too. You know, this kid's Eddie Haskell. That's who he is. He is. You're absolutely right, because what he's thinking is, I'll get even with that stool pigeon Jorel. If he thinks what I did was bad, wait till he sees what his son Kal-El pulls when I get him through, mm-hmm. when I get through wising mm-hmm. him up. Yep. Next day. So then they get into this curiously shaped car. It kind of looks like a water bottle. Well, yeah, it looks like. With wheels. A whoopee cushion. A whoopee cushion, yeah. With uh, one wheel on the top, on mm-hmm. the front. Mm-hmm. There's a wheel on the back, too, if you look at them flying in the air. And it, the way that it flies is that it shoots something out of the end of the whoopee cushion. It shoots whoopee. So it's... <laughs> is it some kind of fart mobile? <laughs> Here we go, kids! Hop in! Uh, Dev M shows up with his buddies, Raph F and Norga R... Mm-hmm. whom he describes as two great guys. I can tell you they're not great because they've got disheveled hair. And one of them has a five o'clock shadow. That's true. And he's got his arms crossed. Yeah. Yep. That's a sign of delinquency. Mm-hmm. They take off into the city and they reach Krypton's glass bridge, which gives tourists a breathless view of the weird jungle below. Mm. Uh, and they shoot a sticky substance from a gun. And trap all the people on the bridge. Actually, they transmuted the glass bridge into a super sticky plastic bridge. Oh, so right, they right, actually right. changed the glass into plastic. I looked at the picture before I read the words, and I thought that they he was actually turning the people's feet into tree roots. Oh. And they were growing into the glass right. bridge. But <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. Trees can't grow in glass. Nope. Uh, yes, they've turned the bridge <laughs> sticky. <laughs> And now uh, Kal-El is defending the helpless populace, smacks the sticky gun. <laughs> smacks it right out of his hand. That was a rotten trick, Dev M. He demands to be released from the companionship <laughs> of the fellows. Other delinquents. Later, in Rath Dev F. and Norgar. Yeah. Later in Dev M's home, Dev M is spraying himself with an aerosol that makes him turn invisible, which so... he stole from Jor-El's lab. Let's pause for a second. Yeah. He sprays. Now, I'm trying to think what sort of spray makes you invisible. Well, whatever it is, it's full of chlorofluorocarbons because that's why they need a desmogger machine in their atmosphere. I wonder how often they use this sort of spray. I mean, I was thinking back when I was reading this, I was like, okay, you know, sometimes on Halloween I might spray my hair with a color. There's mm-hmm. a lot of spray that you need to spray into your hair to make it change colors. He's spraying his entire body. You know he's inhaling that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's got to be cancerous. Also, he just stole it from Jorel's lab. Jorel's just got this stuff... Cans and cans of invisible spray sitting around his lab. Yeah. He needs, you know what they need? 
a housekeeper. A dog. Oh, a dog. Why? Too bad they shot it into space. <laughs> to guard from against intruders. Yes, it's true. They don't have a dog to guard the, the house. No good neighbor kid. Yeah, the boy next comes door. Comes in and out as he pleases. So, Dev M takes, uh, he takes the can of invisibility spray and makes himself invisible and then breaks into the crime museum. Yeah. I don't know about you, but how clever is it to hide very dangerous artifacts in a museum of crime? And then leave the window open. Mm-hmm. Um, he sneaks right past the guard who also has a nice uniform. Here's mm-hmm. now a third law enforcement uniform. Uh, sneaks in and steals a red jewel and a, another gimmick who he doesn't, it doesn't describe at this point. And also admires the wax figures of villains who have been exiled into the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a dog. There's Crypto on the next page. Hey, Crypto, what are you doing? I'm You're playing with your boomer, boomer cat. cat. <laughs> now this is a good idea. What? It's a boomerang with a cat head on it Uh uh-huh i'd play with that you would unless it's actually a real cat that would even be better no unless it's an alien cat that can form itself it's a toy boomerang you don't know it's well he calls it a boomer cat toy oh okay yeah um since when am i the one paying attention to words (laughs) so this jewel that dev m stole from the museum is uh, some kind of thing that when the sunlight is refracted through it, it turns people evil. Incredibly powerful. That's an, an, an unbelievably powerful tool to have, don't mm-hmm. you think, Bob? I mean, he literally just, Kal-El has his back turned. Yeah. Right? And yep. boom, now he's evil. Now, through the core. There is some skill because you do have to shine the refracted light on the area of the heart of the victim. That's why the gem is heart-shaped. Mm. So it turns their heart evil because, mm. as you know, thought and emotion is centered in the heart. So, you know, if he had aimed it a little bit too high, it might turn his stomach evil or his spleen yeah. evil. Or, oh, that's a, he's got an evil liver. He's got, he's got bad blood. He's got an evil liver. Something, something's been happened. Something's happened to his liver. Uh, I'm not sure of that. I think you would have to have a liver-shaped jewel oh, in that case. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Of course. You know, it's your lifetime of comics experience that yeah. that helps you reason these things out. Well, for me. it's Rob. It's logical. Just think of it scientifically. Right. Of if course. If you want to affect a particular organ, the you jewel, must have a jewel in the shape of that of particular that organ. organ. Right. Right. Of right. Course. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, Superboy is instantly turned into a delinquent. Not only he's like hardcore delinquent. He's yeah. bad. He goes from super good to super bad immediately right. yeah. in that day. And he's not even uh, super. No. He's just a kid on another planet who does bad things. Like he stole a police, uh, what is that, a police um, vehicle? Yep. What do they call it? A Skymobile. Skymobile for the uh, police Sky Force. Right. Um, now, Dev M, I want to go back to his thought balloon here. No wonder the heart gem was classified as a forbidden weapon since it has the power to turn its victims completely villainous. So a forbidden weapon, let's just store it in the museum. With an open window. Sure. It's fine. Yeah, no one's going to take it. No one's taken it before. No. Well, apparently on Krypton, they don't have a lot of these neighbor kids. Well, that neighbor kid, he has a terrible look on his face. Look at that face. Would you trust that? You know, I had a kid in my neighborhood that grew up. His name was Joey Beige. Uh-huh. He was a little bit younger than me, but he had two older brothers. They were mean. I don't uh, I don't remember what their names were. It was like Richard and something, George. I don't Man. Joey Beige was always picked on by his brothers and therefore would pick on everybody else. Right. And he was ugly. He, he, you know that kid in the Christmas story, the redheaded kid who wore the beaver, the, the, uh, the coonskin cap? Yeah. Yeah. That's how Joey Beige looked. Oh, wow. You know, just ugly. He, his eyes were, I don't know that his eyes were yellow, but he, they could have been yellow. And his older brothers, were, so I had to, whenever I'd walk by to go to my best friend's house, yes. I'd have to go. And I always have to walk walk in front of their house, and they're all they would always be hanging out, and man, they would chase after me and and throw rocks at me, and they were strong boys, and they mm-hmm. they you know I had to run sometimes, sometimes they'd catch me and push me down, you know, it was well, it was a childhood, it wasn't horrible, it was 
It had you a, survived. I survived, of course. But that kid's face reminded me of Joy Beige. We had Donnie Fugate. And Donnie was not ugly. But boy, was he mean. I saw him grab a kid once and tie him to a telephone pole. And then go in his garage like he was sharpening knives. Like he was going to come out and <laughs> God. massacre the child tied to the pole. Do you know what's interesting? What? We're sharing these stories right now about yeah. what we actually saw, what either happened to us, what we saw with our eyes. Right. Could you imagine what would happen if anything like that happened now? If, I, you know, there are kids outside running around in our neighborhood and uh-huh. one of them tied another kid to a tree and went to the, like, like went into his garage like he was sharpening knives. Yeah. I mean, we would have the kid arrested. Right. You know, like... Well, we just film it and send it right to police headquarters lexophone. <laughs> I mean, he didn't kill the kid, did he? Not that I know of. He's, I ran away. Oh, you ran away? Yes, I'm not going to hang around. <laughs> Massacre me next. <laughs> I had dead squirrels to talk to in the alley. My stepbrother, who to this day I still adore, um, uh, he... One time we were... We lived close to some orange groves in Florida, and mm-hmm. we were... it was. We were walking home, and we I don't know, we were throwing oranges at each other. I don't know. And, and he got really mad at me, and he was going to throw rocks at me. You know, and, and he was he was really good. Uh, he was a very athletic uh, right. teenager. So he played soccer, and I think he played baseball. And um, so he, I was really afraid that he was going to kill me. I mean, the way the teenagers are... I wasn't even a teenager. I think I might have been 12. The way that a 12-year-old thinks that their older teenage brother is going to kill them. Right. You know? Um, he used to peg me with with um, with uh, uh, oranges. Man, they would really hurt. They would thud. He had a really good arm. Oranges aren't to be trifled with. No. Still adored him though. He was great. Well, my stepbrother. Well, it doesn't sound so great if he's throwing crap at you. Oh, that wasn't our whole childhood. We'd play, okay. we used to go fishing together, and we'd play board games and watch TV, and you know, go hiking. Did you ever steal a police copter? Okay, you're getting back to the story. All right, so yes, I would, none of us ever stole a police copter. Although we did try to, one year we tried to climb it. We, never mind, we, 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 we did get into some mischief. Yeah. Uh, I was, was going it, on tangent again. So Was it as serious as joyriding in police copters? And shooting city? out the, um, the, what is this, the Illumo Globe uh-huh. that supplies artificial light to the entire city. Right. With Goodbye, nightlife. Co- yeah. Um, That's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Or in Crypto... Cryptopolis. Cryptopolis. Is that really Cryptonopolis? I think so. Yeah. Uh, police ships coming to arrest them, and Superboy uh, blasts a part of the Illumo globe with an explosive pellet. Okay, so what happens next is just downright awful. You don't mess with people's dogs. Oh, no. So... Dev M and Kal-El return to Kal-El's home, and Crypto knows what's up. So he He's, starts barking. Right. Dev M just picks him up and takes him down to the lab. First, give, feeds him some poison, so he's paralyzed. Oh, that's awful. Takes him down to the laboratory where animal mutation experiments are creating new species of creatures who can be useful to mankind. Okay, well, I think we found the fatal flaw in Krypton's society. Right, it's basically China. Right, they're also torturing animals to create new animals to That'll be serve useful to them. Man. Right. right. So, uh, luckily, all of the workers are at lunch at the same time in the Foodoteria. <laughs> Wait, did he call it the Foodoteria? Yes. Where? What Bottom panel, page nine. While the workers are lunching in the food oteria, oh my! Gosh. I'll speed up the mutation process of the evolution projectors. <laughs> and he uses a magic wand. In the no, next page, just pun- does he? Yeah. Look. Oh. <laughs> oh, it has a cord sticking out of it, so it has a power cord. So it's not magic, right? It's scientific. So he uses some scientific magic mm-hmm. to give the Morlack which is one of these experimental creatures. Which looks like a kind of a unicorn kind of thing. With a sad horn. Yeah. Um, the Morlach gains chameleon-like powers and is able to turn itself into a mean version of crypto. Yeah. And then... Kal-El? Yeah. Laughs about it. Yeah. 
You crazy devim. Clown. That's not good. No. You mess with my dog. You're messing with trouble, son. So then the workers return from the fooditeria. First of all, you can't send people... I even work in an office that does nothing. We can't go to lunch all at the same time. You can't? No. Why not? Because somebody has to be there in case there's a documentation emergency (laughs) of some kind. (laughs) What if the phone rings? Yes. What if the phone rings? What if the animals evolve to be not useful to mankind? Hmm. Someone's got to euthanize them. <laughs> oh, I saw Captain Kickass today. Yes. Yes, I said hi. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, so Kal-El and Devem now go project holograms of themselves on the subway track. Mm. Actually, it's a transport tube. Mm-hmm. We don't call it a subway on Krypton. Uh, a transport tube which carries commuter projectiles. <laughs> I think Krypton needs to work on their naming conventions. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's translated from Kryptonese. What do you see commuter projectiles? Top panel, page 11. The engineer of a commuter projectile. Oh, my gosh. It's horrified to Why see. not just call it, like, train? Right. Right? Well, then it wouldn't sound super scientific-y. And Say. Alien, yes. Did you ever have one of those transport things that was a tube that you would um, hook it together and it had a vacuum. Oh, what was that called? I had this great toy. I don't remember the name of it, but you, it was all completely enclosed in a tube and it was powered by, you turn it on and it was all air powered. And and you just did these little tracks and it goes... No. Yeah, it's all pneumatic tubes. I was always fascinated by uh, 70s science fiction television shows which showed the cityscape and people traveling in projectiles through tubes. Yes. Like in Logan's Run? Yes. Yes. But in hindsight, mm-hmm. what do you do if there's a, a boy on the track, for example? Or a power you, outage. Right. How do you get out? Yeah. Trapped? And by the way, those uh, pneumatic tubes, uh-huh. they have the ability uh, to transport people at incredible speeds. And if you were to crash into something mm-hmm. and stop dead mm-hmm. everyone would be turned into pulp right yeah well i think you could extrapolate that by the fact that it's called a projectile yes it's kind of like a bullet yeah yes i'll walk it's Thanks. basically a death train right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and you can also see that the, when they actually do crash their hats are flying off and everything. So on page 11, yeah. when they take the next panel and they show you that he's projecting this this hologram down there, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought he was filling the tube with water. Uh, isn't that what he's doing? Nope, that's this holographic projection machine. Oh, because it's underground. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luckily, they have that access tube right on the surface where anybody could dump anything down there and make mm-hmm. a train crash. Well, like the trash. Right. Right. Uh, Kal-El is arrested by the Wayward Youth Police Patrol mm-hmm. and escapes. And, uh, well, why does that other ship crash? What other ship? Top of page 12, the ship is crashing. Oh, because Kal-El, before he gets uh, taken away, he puts explosives in it. They, they go to, to take him to the police, the, the Wayward Youth Patrol uh, ship or whatever it's called. He breaks loose and he's running back to join his friends, but he has placed explosives inside. Uh, he said, the, the, the wild kid tampered with the mechanism so the ship will explode in a few seconds. Ba-boom. What uh, a scamp. Baroom, I'm rather baroom. Right. I guess things explode differently on Krypton. Well, they have a different uh, gravity and atmosphere, so yes. So the next panel down on page, uh, well, there's no number on, oh, page 12. Yeah. Where the judges are sitting around. Yeah. And at the next meeting of the Wayward Youth Police Patrol Executive Panel. <laughs> of which Jor-El is a member. Right. So what do they do with those statues? Do they, do they like... Do they push them down into us? Like, do they bop them on the head like like that a whack-a-mole thing? Or do they push them forward or pull it? What does that do? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems to be a, statues of Kal-El, correct? Oh, no, because they all have blonde hair. 
I think that's just because they're too small to color. It's wearing his outfit. Okay. I was assuming that it was a stat- all statues of Kal-El, and yes, that they would, if they decide to punish him, they have to push it down or send it shooting up or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the point is Jor-El is forced to punish his own son by sending him to the Phantom Zone. Mm-mm-mm. Ha-ha, Devim, this was his trick all along. To punish Kal-El. Right. Get him put away. By turning him evil. And then he's able to use his own version of the lexophone to see him inside the Phantom Zone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dev-M is able to watch. Like, that's his television show now. Sure. In this week's episode, watch Kal-El wander around, float around, and run into other people and be sad. Now, let's be specific. It's not just the Phantom Zone. It's the youth sector of the Phantom Zone. Oh my gosh! Do they age inside the Phantom Zone? No. So these he's always going to be. They are bodiless wraiths where oh. they float in limbo, unable to talk. That's but horrible. able to communicate via telepathy. Right. Um. Look who's here! The son of that fink Jorel who invented the Phantom Zone ray. With a loving father like you, God Cal, who needs enemies? Ha ha! I'll kiss his tears away. Uh, there's a wayward girl in there, too. One of the kids looks like Alfred E. Newman. Well, they're all ugly as mm-hmm. sin. Luckily, this girl can't touch him. Otherwise, I think he'd be have more sins to worry about. Well, and then, not only does uh, Dev M get to watch him, but he can actually hear what he's thinking. Yes, because... This he, is powerful technology. He rigged a special attachment on his monitor so he can tune in on Kal-El's suffering in the Phantom Zone. Right. So and he's eating a moon pie too. By the way, no, that's an apple. Look, he's even sitting, even sitting down. He's got that long torso. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with this kid? No, <laughs> no wonder he, he's so mean. Maybe he has scoliosis or something. And he's got a back brace on him. Oh, who knows? Constant so then pain. Abruptly, Superboy wakes with a moan. Uh, uh, I've been there, you know. Yeah. What a night, Crypto. I had the most terrible dream. I wish I could blot it out of my memory. At times like this, my power of total recall is almost a curse. And Crypto's going... Uh, right? And he's wearing his cape. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Superboy tells his foster parents about his dream. Yes. The next morning, I guess. But the next night, as Superboy prepares for sleep, now he's going to bed. Yep. Crypto has his cape on. Yep. I kind of dread going to sleep, old pal. I know. Back to the same dream. Here we go. Now, Dev-M has stolen a mind helmet. It looks like a colander with an ear flap. <laughs> it it looks does. Like, it looks like Mento's helmet on Doom Patrol. <laughs> it's great. Uh, this stolen mind helmet will force Jor-El to break the law by freeing his son from the Phantom Zone, which Jor-El does. Not do. <laughs> what? Jorel doesn't. He no. overcomes the evil ray. That's right. Uh, who cares? Because Devim also has a <laughs> a gun, which he can fire at the vis- the screen of the lexophone and create a duplicate of the two dimensional digital object he's looking at on the television. What is that? What that was? Yes, I stole this forbidden weapon from the Off Limits Crime Museum by focusing a beam from it at the monitor screen. I am creating a duplicate of the punishment ray. So, this punishment ray that actually takes physical beings and places them inside the, another dimension. Right. He's able to create with a special ray gun pointed yeah. at a, an image of it. Right. Now, in fairness, this was forbidden. The ray gun. Forbidden. It is forbidden. So it is forbidden. Really, they can't be um, as long as they label it. There's no uh, legal requirement for them to not just keep it beside an open window. Right, of course. <clears throat> Where wayward youths can steal it. My God, Bob. So he releases Kal-El from the Phantom Zone. And the two of them head off now to an amusement park where they make the rides go super fast, which is my oh, deadliest fear in the entire world, to be on a Ferris wheel or something that all of a sudden goes super fast. Yes. What's that movie? Strangers on a Train, where the merry-go-round uh, goes into super fast motion and kids are flying off of it and dying. Uh, Strangers on a Train? Yes, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, okay. All right. Um, they shoot 
at the fair at the merry-go-round, mm-hmm. and the operator dies and slumps over dead, and as he slumps over, it pushes the merry-go-round into super fast motion, which also should not be a feature that's available to you if no. you have a merry-go-round. There um, are actually limits to how fast it can go, but doesn't that look like fun that that roller coaster thing? No, it looks terrifying. It's wonderful. The, people are going to die here. You're yeah. all going to die. Here. You're all going to die here. So these rides are too close together. Well, they have to get them all into that one panel. Well, um, next. A little okay, later honestly, a, this is ridiculous. In a fashionable restaurant. I would have thought this was crazy until I knew that you can go into Chili's or whatever it is and, and order all your food right there at the table without interacting with a person until they bring it to your table. This is just the opposite. You actually go in. You, um, you're you in a fashionable restaurant, right? Uh-huh. Um, nice, eh? The old days, food was brought to you by waiters. Now it's promptly levitated to you out of the kitchen after you dial your order. So there's no, there are no waiters. Right. So all. they're job killers. Yeah. That's on. progress. I guess. Uh, until something goes wrong and all the food starts flying around the restaurant and, and into people's faces and hair and everything. breaks loose is terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the matter with the levitation machine? <laughs> And they call it the Food Emporium. The Food Emporium. That's what they call it? Yeah. Below, in the basement of the Food Emporium, the Food Emporium. Well, that's a fancy. I mean, before they were the Food Eteria, <laughs> this is the Food Emporium. It has a continental air about it. They could have called it the Chow, chow, the chow, the chow out. Wagon. Chow, I don't know. Uh, the, chow, the Scudo Chow. But as the youths free, they encounter someone new. I'm the Kryptonite Kid from the planet... <laughs> I detected your misbehavior and came across two light years to put a stop to it. Oh, I meant to delve into the history of these characters a little bit, first of all. Okay. I meant to do that minutes and minutes ago. So Dev M was a pre-existing character. He was a survivor of Krypton's destruction because he believed Jor-El when oh. Jor-El was warning that the planet was going to blow up. So he shot himself into space in a suspended animation like this yep and he uh survived the destruction of krypton and was eventually made his way to earth of okay. course as all survivors of krypton do and uh he was a if delinquent. they didn't do that we would never know about them right okay uh he was a delinquent uh-huh. on earth but then he traveled to the 30th century where he became sometime good guy Working with the Legion of Superheroes. Legion of what? Superheroes. Oh, I didn't hear you the first time. Um, and Kryptonite Kid was a criminal from the planet Blore. Blore! And he volunteered to be shot into space to lessen his sentence, uh, knowing that he might die. But there was a, like a 1 in 500,000 chance that he could survive. So he did survive, but he flew through a cloud of Kryptonite. Oh. And that's his skin was irradiated. And did he have to start wearing that pink shower cap, too? I think that was what he was wearing. It's just that the kryptonite changed his skin color. Also, he has a dog, too. A kryptonite dog. What's it called? Crypto? A kryptonite dog. Okay. I don't know if it has a name. It's called Crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Eartho. So, problem. Next page. Superboy wakes up in his costume. Yes. Right? Right. So I think that he sleeps in his costume with pajamas over, and he was upset by the dream and just stripped himself nope. out of his pajamas. Nope. Or he sleep dresses into his costume. Like maybe he took some Ambien. Right. Yes. Or the artist, George Papp, wasn't really paying attention to the I script. think it's he more likely He got to this that... page and said, Superboy wakes up. And he said... I know how to draw a Superboy. Right. I'll just draw him in bed now. Right. I'll draw him sitting down and put some sheets over him and cut off the bottom part of his legs. Uh, maybe he had some kind of super scientific machine that just plugged in. I need a three-quarter Superboy lying in bed. <laughs> Punch. Light out. Say it again. A three-quarter Superboy lying in bed. Punch. <laughs> uh, That's funny. So, Superboy has a quick recap of kryptonite kids origin story but he realizes that kryptonite kid in his dream couldn't be on krypton because krypton hadn't exploded yet so ergo you wouldn't have kryptonite powers it's absolutely 
a nightmare, but it's not none of it's true. You know, so we're starting to get Superboy understanding that wait, this right. you know, these some of these facts aren't right. Well, so first of all, if you assume that you're dreaming, why do you think the facts need to be right? Well, have you ever had some horrible dreams when you woke and and thought that maybe they were real? Uh, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, but nowhere is that supported in this story. He knows he's dreaming from page one. Yeah. He just keeps going back to the same dream. Yeah. Uh, well, is, is he a teenager yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know how teens are. He's the teen of steel. Yeah. They're awful. They're, they're half people. And they smell. Not if they take care of themselves. Well, that's the Which problem. is hard to do if you're a teenager because right. you're always smelling. And you have those <laughs> filthy blackheads. Oh! So when the boy of steel slumbers again, he returns to this uh, uh, nightmare, the, the metal eater beast, uh-huh. who apparently is stuck inside of a plastic cage. Well, it's a zoo. Yeah. It's an exotic zoo, and they have a metal eater beast. Um, the kryptonite kid is trying to grab Kal-El and Devem with the giant metallic claw coming out of his saucer. But Unsuccessfully. The, they release the metal eater beast who gobbles up the metal claw. And now the kryptonite kid, who in the dream, I should mention, is a law-abiding citizen. He's come yes. to arrest these delinquents. From two light years away. He catches, uh, and he misses them when he shoots at them with his ray gun, or with his gun of, of capturing. Which creates four shield bubbles. Shield bubbles. Mm-hmm. Shield bubbles. He accidentally traps the police officer. Whoops. Uh, Dev M and Kal-El escape, steal a rocket. Actually, it's a sky mobile, which they hotwire to make it space flight capable. Yeah. That's kind and, of dangerous. Yeah. As evidenced by the bottom panel where they crash land on Earth, mm-hmm. destroying the ship. Realize that now, they actually have, uh, they have incredible powers from the yellow sun. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the kryptonite kid. Yeah. Is that his name again? Kryptonite kid? Kryptonite kid, yep. Yeah. Uh, shows up on Earth and he uses his paralysis gun. But it doesn't have any effect on them. No, because they're invulnerable. And then they they go after him. But then he starts to radiate his own... Aura, yes. which is green kryptonite. Yes, which but, he changes to gold kryptonite. You know what that does. No, I don't. Oh, son, you got to know your kryptonite. So we've got green kryptonite, which will weaken and kill all mm-hmm. kryptonians. Mm-hmm. Gold kryptonite, which will rob kryptonians of their powers permanently. Ouch. Blue kryptonite, which only affects Bizarro. Okay. Red kryptonite, which has unpredictable effects, only lasts 24 hours. Right. I know about that. Uh... White kryptonite, which kills plant life. Jewel of kryptonite, I'm not sure what that does. I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but we'll go with those for now. Okay. Uh, there's a t-shirt available, which has a kryptonite chart and tells you what they all do. Oh. So maybe I'll get you that for Christmas. Okay. Thank you. So now uh, the boys only have human strength, and kryptonite kid knocks them out. Yeah. And, and then Superboy wakes up again. Yeah. And what would I do without you, Crypto, my loyal superdog? So they decide that they're going to go for some interstellar frolicking about just to get tired and, you know. A romp in space. Right. I wish we could take our dog on a romp in space. That might finally tire him. I wish I could just take him for a long run without a leash and I knew that he'd be okay. You can't do that. No, I know. He's a hound dog, everybody. If he gets a scent, he'll take off. Uh, So they're going for a space romp. They find a brilliantly glowing world. Yes, a mirror world. A mirror, 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 mirror world. Yeah. Uh, Crypto is enraptured with his own reflection. Yes. And floats there for a while looking at himself. Yeah. But it's time to go back now, Crypto. And we're going back to sleep. And look, he is going to sleep in his costume. In his costume. Yep. yep. Right back into that same dream. Mm-hmm. Devem's got his heart-shaped ray gun thing with which he's turning Kryptonite Kid evil without telling. Still got that shower cap on, but I bet it's hot under there. Ugh. Well, maybe that's like a no protective... <laughs> maybe that's his hair. We don't know. Ooh. What? It just doesn't look, well, com- it doesn't have- look comfortable. 
aliens can have all kinds of different things, although every other part of their body looks human. Yeah. He's a humanoid. Right. Um, so the three of them now are all evil. They fly back to Krypton in Kryptonite Kid's bubble. I like that bubble. It looks like one of the Legion of Superheroes time bubbles. It's cool. It's the first spaceship that I've seen in this comic that I've been thinking that I thought, oh, there you go. Simple, efficient, a bubble. Right. Wonderful. Uh, they all land on Krypton. Krypto is so excited to Crypto see Kelly. Krypto is so excited. Uh, problem number two. Mm-hmm. Krypto is on Krypton wearing, wearing a cape. super cape. Yep. That he should not happened. be wearing a cape. Right. Um, so Dev-M, while Kal-El is greeting Crypto, Dev-M, the Kryptonite kid, go inside to steal things, uh, out of Jor-El's safe. They come back outside, they aim the heart-shaped thing at Kal-El, make, turning him good again. Right. Just in time to put him into the Phantom Zone. And Crypto, too. Yeah. Him and Crypto into the Phantom yeah. Zone. Uh, then they go find Jor-El mm-hmm. and turn him evil. They do. And convince him to actually cause Krypton to blow up. After, uh, though, um, the kryptonite kid actually expands a rocket from single, from <laughs> right. uh, to double size with a ray. I mean, it's, it's, the science is incredible that they have here. Um. So Jor-El sets about accelerating the nuclear buildup inside the planet Krypton's core. So With laughter, too. Har, yeah. har. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All of this while Kal-El is watching helplessly from the Phantom Zone. Yep. Kryptonite Kid and Dev-M take off in the rocket ship. Krypton explodes. Mm-hmm. Now that's some hardcore prankery right there. Yeah. They've gone from joyriding in police copters to blowing up the, the entire planet. planet. And killing everyone on the planet. That's horrible. <sighs> Right. Billions of innocent people, as Dev M, the kryptonite kid, <laughs> fly off into the ether. Superboy awakens, screaming, No! You know, my brother had night terrors. Which one? Andy. Really? He was much younger than a teen, though. Hmm. And you know, I used to get up in the middle of the night and go down and turn the television on. And in those days... There was no TV on. No, just, just static. Snow, snow. Like poltergeist. So who knows what came. You know, I've got brain. RLS in my right leg. I keep moving it around. I can't. I, I can't. I've got to stand up. So I'm going to keep on going. Okay. I just, I can't stretch my leg enough. Um, you can bend down and talk into the mic. I, I, I am. I just, I, I had to explain to you. You're going to ask me why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's like, I cannot. My, my leg is driving me insane. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We're almost to the end I of the I did story. yoga today, and I had a massage, too. And I think that that just did something to me. So, anyway. It sounds like a nightmare, I, frankly. I, I did good. I went to church. Then I, went, I did yoga. And then I had a massage. It was wonderful. Um, Superboy. Yeah, yeah. He so he wakes up from his nightmare and and then um, Mon Pa Kettle are asking him where he's going. Kent, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and he won't answer them. He, he races down to his worried. lab cellar. Yep, and he shines something. He sends Crypto to the Phantom Zone. It's just horrible. Then he looks into the Phantom Zone with his own lexophone yeah. and sees that it's not really Crypto; it's that Morlack creature. Who starts turning into a ghostly devil dog. Shape-shifted himself into Crypto when he was on in our dimension. Now, this is what I don't know is true or not. Um, Superboy states that Dev-M in real life once changed a Morlack into an evil version of Crypto at an animal mutation experimental lab. I don't know when or if that actually happened in real life. Hmm. But you'd think if it did happen in real life, it would have triggered the memory before now, right? I guess. Anyway, Superboy figures that when Krypton exploded, the Morlack was safe inside of its uh, experimental evolution capsule Mm -hmm. and was hurled into outer space. Eventually drifted to Earth, as all inhabitants of Krypton do. Uh, 
probably the suspended animation equipment was jarred when the capsule alighted and the Morlack awoke. It must have sensed I'm the master of crypto whom it hates. Then, with its chameleon power, it disguised itself as crypto and used its telepathic ability to give you those nightmares. Is this what we would call a deus ex machina? Yes. Uh, all of a sudden, real crypto comes flying down. Where's the he been stairs. all along? Well, we're explaining that now. Okay. Uh, Superboy realizes during their romp in space, they stopped at a mirror world. Mm-hmm. But now he remembers, suddenly, I suddenly remembered that the mirror world isn't in our galaxy, so that couldn't have been the mirror world which Crypto romped on while I watched. Hmm. Couldn't there be more than one mirror world in this vast universe? It doesn't explain where Crypto was, though. Well, we're getting to that. Middle panel. I believed it to be a mirror world, and sighting the real crypto there, the Morlack deceived me by mimicking crypto's movements exactly. So I'd believe the real crypto was just a reflection. So you see where well, they're floating there. Mm-hmm. The, what you think is a reflection is actually the real crypto. And the Morlack is what you think is the real crypto. And is the real crypto trapped behind that reflection? Uh well, as you continue reading, <laughs> this is so obvious, I don't believe I have to read it to you. Okay, Certain you're having to read it to me because, because I know what the sentence says. They're actual words in English, and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Well, clearly, as you can read, certain asthma, atmo- <laughs> atmospheric, atmospheric elements made the real crypto lightheaded and carefree, so he didn't understand or care what was happening. Crypto was high and was just floating okay. there. Okay, I didn't... Beside the reflective surface, which is absolutely not a mirror because the mirror is in another galaxy. So Crypto just got high. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> I can't... I really want to, to have a dog that can fly so that I can give it some cannabis or something and just watch it just float high in the air. <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what Crypto's doing right there. Yeah, okay. Uh Arf, 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 Crypto says, and then thinks, so you imitated me and tried to drive my master crazy, eh? You're lucky you're in the Phantom Zone where I can't get at you. That's how Crypto talks in his head. Yeah, yeah. Good old Crypto. Good old Crypto. There's only one Crypto. My super pooch is super terrific. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm very fond of Crypto and Crypto featured Oh, stories. yes. I don't count this as a crypto feature story. No. Crypto's importance doesn't happen to the very end. And it took a long way around the barn to get there. Sure With all did. this dream nonsense. Now imagine... Well, you Do don't you remember to... when they used to have flashback sequences on Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley? And yes. All those great shows we grew up with. I love those flashback sequences. Um, my favorites were Dick Van Dyke when they flashed back to the Army and they were... Uh, on the showbiz committee in mm-hmm. the army. <laughs> now, imagine. Yeah. And you don't have to imagine because this is very true for you. That you've just picked up this random comic down at the drugstore. Yeah. And read it. And it has all this backstory about Devim, the Kryptonite Kid, and all the stuff you're supposed to just pick up on. Right. How do you feel? Lost and bewildered. Feel your 12 cents was well spent. Well, they did. They did explain a lot. I mean, it's. I I don't know. Do you think that, that someone would feel that their twelve cents wasn't well spent? I mean, I feel a little cheated, and I knew who Devon was going into this story. Yeah, I th- I still think it's a stupid story. Well, it's not great. Written by Jerry Siegel, the creator of Superman, mm. and creator of Superboy, by the way. Okay, because they're the same person. <laughs> um. They did actually, uh, Jerry Siegel did create Superboy, not intending it to be actually the same continuity as Superman, uh-huh. but somehow it became that Okay, over the years. Cool. Until 1985 when DC Comics destroyed everything and made everything new. I mean, uh, basically a story about some teenagers, teenage hooligans who trick him into being evil. That's, that, that's, a, that's an okay story. I mean, I, I get that. Just the whole part about 
them the Morlock being somehow it found its way to Earth and mm-hmm. then became crypto mm-hmm. and I don't know where crypto is. He's floating high on some mirror world that's not a mirror world that's not in our galaxy or whatever. You know, just like okay, you could have put a little bit more t- uh, thought into tying this up. I feel like I would have felt more satisfaction if I'd been introduced to the concept of the Morlock earlier in the story, mm. so that there's a payoff at the end. Mm. Speaking of payoffs, mm-hmm. hey, did you catch that Avengers movie we were at together oh, yesterday? Oh, did I ever? I cried. I cried twice. Mm. How many times did you cry? Just once. Okay. Uh, we're not allowed to reveal spoilers until May 6th, apparently. So Okay. Um, we also saw Shazam last, last week. Remember? That is correct. Also, we didn't intend to take a week off. It just happened. We it was the s- end of the semester, and there were so many different events happening. We couldn't fit in sitting down together at the table and doing a podcast. Also, I started a new job last week. Also, we had movies to see. Oh, so. Captain Butler says hi. Captain Butler's here. Say hi. Unless it's not Captain Butler, what if it's a Morlack? Captain Butler would be able to speak if I said speak. 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 Captain okay. Butler. It's a Morlack. It's a Morlack. Speak. Speak. Come on. Speak. Speak. Get the crypto. Good crypto. Good crypto. That was half-hearted. He's, uh, he looks like crypto. A little bit. He's if, a hound dog. If, he, if we bleach all his fur. Yeah, but his, his physical features. Like, can't fly, though. He can't fly. <laughs> he can't fly at all. No. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you receive your downloaded podcast from. Uh, check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod. And we'll... Well, you're mouthing something. You I'm just pretending to, to be you. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I don't have anything to promote on social media. Nope. Okay. Except us. Right. Hey, are we going to do a cooking episode soon? Sure. We need to do something soon. People keep on asking us about that. Oh, okay. You can also check out my uh, cooking video log. Dr. Bob's Kitchen. Dr. Bob's Kitchen at... DrBob.com. I said Kitchmas. Oh, you sorry. did. It's I'm fine. Sorry. Just let me say it. Okay. D-O-T-C. I, crap, I can't spell D-O-C. doctor. D-O-C. D-O-C-T-O-R-B-O-B-B dot com. Right. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. In this dark